The following entry was requested by Patreon patron Ryan Wojo. The database thanks you for your continued support. Warning: The SCP Foundation database is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Notice: The following document contains sensitive information concerning SCP-5001 and is restricted to level four clearance or higher. Accessing this document without proper credentials is grounds for termination. Please input security credentials. Access granted. Item number. SCP-5001 Object Class Thaumiel Special Containment Procedures SCP-5001 must not cease operation. Due to SCP-5001's autonomous nature, no personnel are to disrupt its mechanical functions. Attempts to study SCP-5001 are to be limited to tactile and visual observation. Personnel who damage or disrupt SCP-5001's functionality are to be removed from their position in the Foundation, and may be subject to further disciplinary action dependent on Ethics Committee ruling. Following Incident Omega-1, no attempts to stop SCP-5001-A from breaching containment are to be made directly, unless SCP-5001 is rendered incapable of performing recontainment itself. Description SCP-5001 is a biomechanical structure approximately 53 kilometers in diameter located a total of 60 kilometers under northern Russia. SCP-5001, while non-anomalous in its own right, possesses numerous characteristics which imply its connection to anomalous phenomena, including immense depth and size, Records of SCP-5001-A's status dating back to 11,000 BCE, recorded in modern measurement systems. Documents in numerous languages, including Phoenician, Ancient Hebrew, Ancient and Modern Greek, Latin, Anglo-Saxon, Modern Russian, Modern English, Modern Mandarin, and various other languages which have yet to be identified. Complete lack of time-affecting devices or residue from temporal anomalies. And mechanical devices currently not reproducible by Foundation engineering. Additionally, SCP-5001's primary purpose is unclear. Concentric to SCP-5001 is a spherical, hollow object primarily composed of graphene and another unidentified compound. The spherical chamber is supported by 12 large cylindrical rods composed of osmium and an outer layer of titanium, 
approximately 0.5 kilometers in diameter each. These factors, along with other mechanical devices surrounding the central chamber, see addenda, has led researchers to believe that SCP-5001 is a containment unit for an unknown anomalous object. SCP-5001-A is the designation for the object or entity that SCP-5001 is containing. SCP-5001-A's appearance, properties, or anomalous effects are entirely unknown, with only basic information being provided by SCP-5001's computer interface. However, Considering the significant effort exerted by SCP-5001's creators to contain SCP-5001-A, it is likely that the object or entity poses a significant threat to reality, and, if sentient, has malevolent intent. Addendum 1. History. In 1953, GRU Division P members were attempting to measure seismological activity in a narrow region of northern Russia, approximately 30 kilometers from SCP-5001's position. The purpose of these experiments is still unclear. During these experiments, a significant discrepancy was noted between projected and actual S-wave strengths. Further trials suggested that the discrepancy was not due to human or instrument error, and rather, there was a large body of non-solid material in a relatively close area. After triangulating the approximate position of the disruption, GRUP members began to bore towards it using a Euromash 4E series drill and SCP-5001 was discovered. However, all of GRUP's attempts to penetrate SCP-5001's outer wall resulted in failure, ending in the project being abandoned after two years. Nonetheless, in 1959, First Secretary Khrushchev showed renewed interest in breaching SCP-5001 and funded the operation until he was deposed in 1964. In 1969, due to improving relations between the United States of America and the Soviet Union, the SCP Foundation and GRUP had begun to cooperate on numerous anomalous projects. GRUP signed a contract which allowed the Foundation to have joint control of the anomaly if they could successfully penetrate its outer walls. Thanks to a combination of anomalous technology purchased from the Global Occult Coalition and Dr. Elijah Rachama's experimental designs, SCP-5001's exterior was breached in 1971. Joint operation and study of SCP-5001 was maintained until the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991. 
While under the control of both organizations, numerous studies were conducted on the technology that SCP-5001 possessed, which led to a number of devices being replicated by technicians on site. An abridged list can be found below. The SCP Foundation and GRUP agreed to keep this technology secret and only accessible among themselves. In 1992, GRUP liquidated its assets. Because of this, a large number of its high-ranking officials stole technology belonging to the organization. Most stolen devices were sold to Marshall Carter and Dark LTD for large sums of money, though a number of employees had joined the Chaos Insurgency and other similar groups, granting them access to essential documents. Although many important documents were leaked, SCP-5001's existence remained concealed and the Foundation acquired full control of the structure shortly thereafter. Addendum 2 Technological Characteristics SCP-5001 contains numerous technological devices and important documents which have been of interest to Foundation personnel since its discovery. As mentioned previously, this technology was only available to the Foundation and GRUP. However, since 1991, other groups of interest have had limited access to them as well. Below is an abridged list of important discoveries facilitated by SCP-5001. Ontological Stabilizers Official Document Name Ontological Stabilizers Foundation Alias Scranton Reality Angers SRAs Function Scranton Reality Angers function to alter the total amount of humes in a given radius of effect. This allows for the alteration of reality's strength in a given location, as well as the nullification of reality-bending properties present in many anomalies. Although it does not negate the effects, it reduces them to a degree that allows Hume-reliant entities to be properly contained. Reverse Engineering Technique Reverse engineering of ontological stabilizers, OSs, was achieved in 1977 by Joint Research Unit 3, headed by Dr. R. Scranton. Due to the large number of OSs present within SCP-5001, believed to be approximately 6,520 in total, and that the removal of one OS would affect the total Hume readings of the structure by less than 0.5 centihumes, the Foundation and GRUP deemed it appropriate to remove one from operation. The removed device was returned to operation in 1980. Notes Presence of two layers of OSs surrounding SCP-5001's inner chamber has been noticed. The exterior OSs appear to be functioning at minimal capacity, approximately 15.3 humes per cubic meter, while interior OSs function at a higher capacity approximately 83.9 humes per cubic meter. 
This further supports the hypothesis that SCP-5001 is a containment facility, and if this hypothesis is true, implies that SCP-5001-A has reality-manipulating properties. A proposal to replace the OSs with the more effective Scranton reality anchors was proposed in 2003, but was narrowly rejected. Large Hyperluminal Engine Official Document Name Large Hyperluminal Engine Foundation Alias Drive Aleph 1 through 9 Function Serves as a self-contained energy source, engine, and propulsion system. Cylindrical in shape. Each of the nine LHEs are approximately 22 meters in height and 5 meters in diameter. Although its mechanics have neither been fully understood nor analyzed properly, the LHEs continue to provide insight into faster-than-light engine construction. Reverse engineering technique. Not applicable. However, Three of the nine LHEs have been removed from SCP-5001 and repurposed for experimental orbital eigenweapon technology. This was approved by the O5 Council in 1992. Nonetheless, development of FTL travel and corresponding technology has been progressing independently of SCP-5001. Notes the locations of the LHEs are approximately circular, located directly above the central containment area of SCP-5001. All LHEs have been inactive since their discovery. Compound B705 Official Document Name Compound B705 Foundation Alias not applicable. Function. Compound B705's exact purpose is unknown. Large portions of SCP-5001's external walls and primary containment unit are composed of compound B705, and it displays remarkable resilience to destruction or attempts to reform it. Portions of compound B705 that have been separated from its primary mass will attempt to reintegrate with each other. The mechanism behind this is unclear. Compound B705's more notable property is its constant electromagnetic pulse. This pulse appears to grow in strength when surrounded by material of its own or similar composition and fires at a constant rate of once per 7 nanoseconds. Subjects in close proximity to compound B705 or its pulses experience clearer thoughts, increased mental fortitude, and an increased pain threshold. It is believed that the primary effects of compound B705 are not electromagnetic in nature but rather travel through a different medium, which produces electromagnetic pulses as residue. Reverse Engineering Technique Currently, Compound B705 cannot be synthesized by Foundation personnel. Additionally, 
Harvesting compound B705 from SCP-5001 has been denied by the O5 Council due to the limited amount available. Notes The exact radius which compound B705 transmits its effects, as well as its strength at different distances, are incapable of being determined. Omega Official Document Name Omega Foundation Alias Artificial Intelligence Constructs Function Artificial Intelligence Constructs, AICs, are artificial consciousnesses developed by the Foundation for a specific or generalized purpose. Typically, AICs are responsible for running highly complex systems or handling anomalies which may pose a threat to direct human contact. Additionally, AICs may be deployed to deal with cybernetic anomalies or infiltrate databases and networks. Reverse Engineering Technique Although Omega's software could not be accessed directly, Numerous question-answer sessions with the intelligence allowed for inferences to be made on its design and function. Artificial intelligence had already begun research, especially thanks to the reverse engineering of SCP-079, by 1990, and thus Omega's utility was largely ignored. Nonetheless, in 2010, Dr. Frederick Glass would successfully access portions of Omega's software. Recovered data proved essential to the construction of Generation 4 artificial intelligence constructs in Project Dewey, a.k.a. Alexandra, and would later result in more complicated and efficient AIC designs. Notes Omega was discovered within SCP-5001 on a single terminal in an unmarked room. The terminal appeared to be connected via wire to numerous locations around SCP-5001, though the specific devices it controls is unclear. On the terminal's side are numerous ports of unknown design or function. Omega displayed a single input terminal at the bottom of the interface, with a virtual keyboard and language selection option on the lower half of the screen. After submitting an input in the appropriate language, Omega will produce a response, with accuracy of answers varying, though always technically correct. Omega also displays a degree of intelligence and is capable of holding long and complex conversations. Despite this, Omega will refuse to answer any questions which will provide insight into SCP-5001's function or history. On March 19, 2013, Dr. Vanessa Kleiner accessed Omega without proper authorization. Cameras within the room showed Dr. Kleiner producing a metallic device of unknown origin from within their clothes and inserting it into one of Omega's ports. For approximately 20 minutes, Dr. Kleiner and Omega were unresponsive until Dr. Kleiner spontaneously collapsed. Soon after... 
Dr. Kleiner was discovered by another researcher and confirmed dead. An autopsy was performed, revealing the metal device to be a cybernetic implant. How Dr. Kleiner received this implant is unclear, as it was neither Foundation-made nor approved. Currently, seven research teams are operating within SCP-5001 and have continued to provide insight into SCP-5001's mechanical functions. Addendum 3 Incident Omega-1 On December 30, 2019, SCP-5001-A breached. During routine operations, a large explosion in the northeastern section of SCP-5001 disrupted electric flow to approximately 25% of the structure, as well as numerous essential components. The exact cause of the explosion is unknown. The two most prevalent theories is that it either was sabotage from an unidentified group of interest, potentially the defunct GRUP, or a malfunction caused by Dr. Kleiner's actions. Regardless, this began a series of events which almost resulted in SCP-5001's destruction. A full transcription of events can be found below. Begin Log Zero Hour Detonation occurs in northeastern section of SCP-5001. No footage is available of the incident directly, though its effects can be seen throughout the structure. Zero minutes, 23 seconds. Numerous portions of SCP-5001 shut down due to lack of electric flow. On-site security are dispatched to explosion location. Zero minutes, 57 seconds. Minor increase in SCP-5001-A's internal Hume levels. This is not generally noticed by on-site personnel, who are preoccupied with the explosion. One minute, 33 seconds. Security arrive to explosion site. Two researchers are found dead in the initial explosion. One is found alive, but in critical condition. 1 minute, 39 seconds. Security personnel begin to enact first aid to said employee. Two other security officers scout the area for potential threats. 1 minute, 44 seconds. SCP-5001-A's increasing internal Hume levels are noticed by monitoring staff. 2 minutes, 2 seconds. SCP-5001-A's temperature begins to increase from negative 107.4 degrees Celsius at approximately 1.5 degrees per second. 2 minutes, 45 seconds. External staff at Site-59 are alerted to the situation. Site-59's director is informed shortly after. 2 minutes, 54 seconds. A number of personnel located within SCP-5001's monitoring room begin to report nausea and headaches. The reason for this is unclear. 3 minutes, 14 seconds. 
Technicians arrive at explosion origin. They begin to navigate towards damaged sections, with the primary intention to restore power. 3 minutes 29 seconds. SCP-5001-A's internal Hume reading surpasses 10. The current operational OSs, approximately 3,400, begin to work at maximum capacity. This slows SCP-5001-A's internal Hume increase, but fails to halt its growth entirely. 3 minutes 43 seconds. Low-level state of emergency is declared. Site-59 prepares to transport materials to aid in SCP-5001's repair. 4 minutes 4 seconds. SCP-5001-A's temperature reaches 0 degrees Celsius. Minor but notable strain is placed on the cylindrical rods underneath the inner containment chamber. 4 minutes, 12 seconds. Slight tremors are detected at Site-59. 4 minutes, 35 seconds. SCP-5001-A's temperature stabilizes at approximately 37 degrees Celsius. Tremors become noticeable within SCP-5001's monitoring room. 4 minutes, 42 seconds. Pressure on cylindrical rods reaches approximately 100 megapascals. Quote, interlock mechanism is released. The meaning of this is unclear. 4 minutes 53 seconds. Numerous personnel on site begin to vomit or hyperventilate for unknown reasons. 5 minutes 8 seconds. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanisms report a Level 9 breach. Following this, all lights in the facility dim significantly. This makes it difficult for the technicians to continue repairs. 5 minutes 19 seconds. SCP-5001-A's internal humes surpass 50. 5 minutes 23 seconds. The primary containment chamber begins to shift upwards. Tremors are reported to be noticeable outside SCP-5001. 5 minutes 55 seconds. Intermediate level state of emergency is declared. 053 is alerted to the situation. Evacuation of SCP-5001's upper levels begin. All non-essential personnel on site are requested to leave. 6 minutes 3 seconds. Shipments from Site 59 to assist in repairing SCP-5001 are sent. 053 authorizes the use of Mobile Task Force Omega-12. The primary containment chamber begins to accelerate upwards. 6 minutes 13 seconds. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanisms report a Level 8 breach. 6 minutes 35 seconds. Mobile Task Force Omega-12 begins to navigate towards SCP-5001. Tremors increase significantly. A large malformation appears in the landscape directly above SCP-5001. 7 minutes, 0 seconds. 
the primary containment chamber abruptly halts its ascent, but nonetheless exerts pressure on the cylindrical rods. The containment chamber vibrates intensely. 7 minutes 49 seconds. The containment chamber jerks higher and continues ascending at a linear pace. All non-essential personnel are successfully evacuated. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanisms report a level 7 breach. 8 minutes 3 seconds. A large number of explosions detonate near SCP-5001's top. Camera footage reveals these to be caused by crushed OSs as the primary containment chamber crushes them on its ascent. SCP-5001-A's internal Hume readings accelerate faster. 8 minutes 27 seconds. All six currently operational large hyperluminal engines activate simultaneously. The primary containment chamber descends rapidly. 8 minutes 43 seconds. The primary containment chamber's descent slows and halts. 8 minutes 46 seconds. The primary containment chamber resumes ascension. 9 minutes 0 seconds. SCP-5001-A's internal humes surpass 350. Aid from Site-59 arrives and is quickly ushered to the damaged portion of SCP-5001. 10 minutes 20 seconds. Large partitions appear in the ground directly above SCP-5001. These partitions expand at a linear rate. 10 minutes 43 seconds. The primary containment chamber successfully destroys the topmost exterior of SCP-5001 and begins to rise out of SCP-5001. SCP-5001's monitoring mechanisms report a level 6 breach. Major tremors are reported at Site-59, equivalent to the epicenter of a 5.0 earthquake. 11 minutes, 1 second. The ground's partitions reach a distance of approximately 10 kilometers across. Orbital satellites are capable of viewing the primary containment chamber when directly above. 11 minutes, 17 seconds. All personnel under medical care simultaneously enter a comatose state. 11 minutes, 34 seconds. Mobile Task Force Omega-12 arrive. Despite their best efforts, all reality-bending capabilities are ineffective, primarily due to the amount of OSs present nearby and SCP-5001-A's internal Hume count, now approximately 470. 13 minutes 23 seconds. SCP-5001 is repaired and power is supplied to 94% of the facility. No immediate effects are noticeable. SCP-5001's monitoring equipment reports a level 5 breach. 14 minutes, 0 seconds. High-level state of emergency is declared. 
All personnel inside SCP-5001 are ordered to evacuate. Fifteen minutes, ten seconds. The primary containment chamber has risen forty kilometers. O-53 gives overruling order to terminate SCP-5001-A as soon as possible. Fifteen minutes, sixteen seconds. Foundation begins preparation for the use of numerous anomalous weaponry, most notable being the high-energy concentration orbital railgun, HECOR, which begins calibration for firing. 15 minutes, 37 seconds. SCP-5001's monitoring equipment reports a level 4 breach. 15 minutes, 42 seconds. All of SCP-5001-A's recording instruments are severed and output no new data. 15 minutes, 55 seconds. Large detonations take place at the bottom of SCP-5001. Within a few seconds, three large tungsten rods are launched towards the primary containment chamber at hypersonic speeds, which successfully penetrate the unit. The chamber remains motionless mid-air. 16 minutes, 21 seconds. The primary containment chamber continues to ascend. All tungsten rods fall out of the chamber and return to SCP-5001. 16 minutes, 29 seconds. Personnel previously in a comatose state become alert and hostile attacking any persons nearby. Seven medical staff die in this exchange, and hostile personnel attempt to consume their bodies. 16 minutes, 47 seconds. Site 59 suffers from major structural failure and collapses. 17 minutes, 32 seconds. The primary containment chamber breaches the surface. 18 minutes, 6 seconds. The primary containment chamber begins to spin, gradually speeding up. Nearby dust particles orbit the chamber. 18 minutes, 51 seconds. A pressure wave is released from SCP-5001-A. Individuals caught in the wave experience irritated skin, spontaneous hair growth and intense nausea. 19 minutes, 23 seconds. Further pressure waves are released from SCP-5001-A in rapid succession. Individuals caught in multiple blasts experience sudden tumorous growths, loss of higher cognitive function, and reformation of limbs, and begin to attack each other. A single vocalization sounds out in an indiscernible voice from the primary containment chamber, saying, Revert to my domain. 19 minutes, 55 seconds. Hecor fires. 20 minutes, 4 seconds. A large portion of the primary containment chamber's first and second layers are destroyed. All pressure waves cease. SCP-5001-A is exposed. 
but is obscured by the explosion. 20 minutes 11 seconds. Rapid bursts of electromagnetic pulses emanate from SCP-5001, producing a magnetic effect. The primary containment chamber begins to descend. HECOR prepares for refiring. 20 minutes, 34 seconds. Individuals under SCP-5001-A's effects enter a comatose state and begin to suffer from malformations in vital organs. All of these individuals die. 28 minutes, 30 seconds. Medical staff and rescue specialists arrive at Site-59. 34 minutes, 0 seconds. The primary containment chamber re-enters SCP-5001. SCP-5001, through an unknown mechanism, begins to regenerate. 36 minutes, 24 seconds. The partition in the ground above SCP-5001 begins to close at a slow rate and completes after approximately 56 hours. End Log In order to ensure the veil remained intact following Incident Omega-1, all towns within a 500-kilometer radius were placed under a Class A amnestic regimen. Additionally, Memetic amnestic agents were utilized to suppress knowledge of the event in any individuals who witnessed it. New Year's celebration coverage, current geopolitical events, and numerous other important incidents across the world helped distract mainstream media. On January 3rd, the veil was deemed acceptably intact. On January 5th, Re-entry into SCP-5001 was permitted. Although a large majority of systems were damaged, much of SCP-5001's functionality was not compromised. All devices taken from SCP-5001 were restored or are being restored following Incident Omega-1 and research has been limited due to the potential danger SCP-5001-A poses. When located, Omega was found displaying the following text. All inputs to reply to it were disabled. Hello, my children. Although you have grown immensely since your earliest days, you have much room to grow. Your species' intellect is merely a bud with so much potential. Your weapons are powerful. Your medicine is supreme. Your engineering is beautiful. With proper guidance and care, you are sure to reach an elevated state of being and transcend your bodies for something more whole and perfect. That is why it pains me so dearly to request that you leave this place immediately. Your studying and probing have almost resulted in the end of all I had worked towards to keep you alive. If you comply, I guarantee that the devourer will never escape.
and your species will be free to pursue the enlightenment of technology for all eternity. Let this be my final gift to you, directly from the center of my broken heart. Reclassification of SCP-5001 to Archon is pending.